0: I had initially brushed it off when I woke up that first morning and was greeted with the sight of my bedroom door wide open. My bed faced that door and to avoid looking at the dark hallway that led from the room I always closed it before going to sleep. So it did come as a surprise to me to find it open in the morning. But I could have not closed the door all the way last night. Then the draft from the AC managed to nudge it and then the hinge caused the door to swing all the way open. It was reasonable. So, I went about my day per usual. Soon again, it was nighttime. Only this time, I made sure to close my bedroom door until I heard the slight click of the lock sliding into place. Morning came once again, and as any other day besides yesterday, I woke to my closed bedroom door. I got up, dressed for work, and headed into my living room. The door to my pantry was open not cracked open or halfway open, but so completely wide open that the door was resting as far as it could go on the connected wall. Last night, I'd gone out to eat with some friends, so I know that I wasn't hungry in the evening and wouldn't have gone into the pantry. But maybe I left it open that morning when I left for work. I'd gone there yesterday morning and was a bit rushed, so I could have left it open. It was reasonable. Still, I forced myself to go about my day unfazed. The next morning, the door to my guest bedroom was wide open. I never went in there, since I barely ever had guests, and only about once every few months did I go in there to clean it. However, I happened to stop by that room the other day to grab some extra sheets. Since I rarely go down that hallway, never mind look down it every day, I could have left it open when I grabbed the sheets and didn't realise that I didn't close the door all the way. It was reasonable. The next day passed by in a paranoid blur. I kept checking over my shoulder, never quite focusing what I was doing at work. Sleep didn't seem like it would come easy, so I downed a few melatonins and was out. Early next morning, I shut off my alarm and sulked about getting ready. I was still a little drowsy from the pills, but nonetheless headed out to the bedroom without delay. I was met with a slight breeze as I went further into my house. I rubbed my arms as the house seemed to grow colder and colder as I made it to the living room. My feet froze as I took sight of my front door completely open. Now, I knew that I definitely did not leave the front door to my house unlocked and wide open. The only logical conclusion was that someone must have broken in, stolen some valuables I had. I phoned 911, texted my boss that I would be late, and waited for the cops to arrive. They came shortly thereafter, and immediately set to work. They investigated everything in my house, from my front door to my bedroom. I sat on my living room sofa the entire time, and once they had finished, they came to join me on the conjoined love seats across. Now, the memory of the conversation is slightly fuzzy, but it went as follows. Miss, one of the officers began, did you notice any of your valuables missing? Any jewellery, or maybe some money? I'd shaken my head, saying, no, I don't keep much cash in the house and the only expensive jewellery I have is my wedding ring. Last night, I'd fallen asleep with it on, since most days, I couldn't bear to take it off, even though Philip and I were divorced. It remained on my finger, even now as I typed this out. There doesn't seem to be any forced entry. The other officer began, clasping his hands in front of him. Heck, I'd even go on to say that whoever opened the front door had a key. Are you sure you closed it last night? Yes. I sat up straight in my seat, annoyed that these officers would accuse me of such. You think that I wouldn't make sure my own front door was closed before going to sleep? One of the officers held a hand up, gesturing for me to take it easy. Ma'am, we're just saying, there is not a single sign of a robbery. Nothing is missing or indicates a break-in. He put the hand down. Does anyone else have keys to your house? No one, just me. I bought this place after my divorce. Do you keep a key under the mat outside, or any hidden key that remains outside the house that someone could have found? No. I'm far too paranoid to do that. Both of the officers stood up, signalling that it was time for them to leave. They told me to retrace my steps of last night and to rethink about when I think I closed my front door. Then, one of them gave me their card, telling me that I can call them personally if anything else happens, since they are already familiar with my case. They probably thought I was some crazed loon who had gotten drunk and or high last night, and forgotten to close my front door. But, I mean, what other explanation is there? Is there even one? I just can't believe that I'd slept through the night unaware that my house was wide open for anyone to walk into. I ended up skipping work that day. Something was happening in my house that occurred while I slept, and I was going to get to the bottom of it. I couldn't just brush it off like before. That night, I slipped into bed. I knew that whatever was causing my doors to open only occurred while I slept. Yet, when I closed my eyes, sleep wouldn't come. Maybe the fear of this situation was enough to keep me awake. A few hours passed, and I may have dozed off. Because, when I checked my clock, it was 2am. This was probably a good time to check on all the doors in my house to see if anything had happened. I went to get out of my bed when something sounded outside my bedroom. It was the slightest creak of a door opening. I froze, my eyes locked on my bedroom door, my body refusing to move. It's probably just the AC nudging a door open. Soft padded footsteps sounded in the hallway from my bedroom, thumping ever so precisely. They got louder, up to the point I feared... What size being would produce that loud of footsteps on carpet? The footsteps continued, increasing in proximity, when I heard them outside my bedroom. Someone was in my house. This someone must have been the one opening the doors, keen on the idea of tormenting me. Maybe some homeless person snuck into my house at one point in the last few days. I heard the faint jingling as something latched onto my doorknob. Then, it was turning, and my door gave the slightest creak to let me know that it had been opened. Petrified, I remained completely still. I hastily glanced about my bedroom. I had no windows to escape out of, nothing but my phone, which was resting in my nightstand. I could call the cops, but my door would be completely open any second, and this someone could intervene the call who says they're not clutching a knife and prepared to take me down if necessary. This person has been about my house already while I sleep, and I figured, if I pretended to be asleep, they should just leave me alone, just as they did the previous night. Immediately, I grabbed my phone, flopped onto the bed, and pulled the covers to my chin. The minute I closed my eyes, the door wheezed a slightly larger creak that told me it was all the way open. Then, it was just silence whoever had opened my bedroom door was just watching me I forced all emotion from my expression as I pretended to sleep in my bed my phone still clutched in a death grip against my chest my entire body going still suddenly I felt the hot wisps of someone's breath on my forehead I shot up in my bed launching myself against my headboard my eyes were wild my chest struggling to move so to keep air from going in and out at a steady pace. However, the air caught in my throat as my entire body froze in place. Once I caught sight of the thing that was standing at the edge of the bed, right where I'd been laying. Its body was overgrown, with a slight hunch in its spine that told me it was taller than originally perceived. And, I say it because there was no definable features that led me to think this thing had a gender. Sure, its body looked humanoid, with two arms and two legs, but those limbs were long and gangly, with neither arm being of equal length to the other. Its skin was wrinkled in some places, such as around its wrists and chest, but other places it looked stretched out, as if the skin were being tightly pulled against its bones. Its eyes were two holes gouged into its head, deep and sunken in, No eyeballs nor eyelids to showcase how this thing could even see. Above the eye holes was a thin layer of greasy hair strands, dark in colour, contrasting to this thing's pale and malformed skin. And below all of that on its face was a thin and dried out mouth, one that slowly stretched into a tight grin, revealing its set of black and decaying teeth. I opened my mouth to scream, but no sound came out. My eyes were frozen on this thing. The creature took a step forward, its legs bumping against the side of my bed. It moved one of their arms backwards before they violently swung it forward, their clawed hands intending to make purchase in me. I managed to flatten myself against the headboard, avoiding its swipe. My breath caught in my throat when I waited for them to do so again, since it had missed me the first time. As predicted, and uncoordinately, The thing swung its arm exactly the same as before. My earlier assumption was correct. This thing, with its sunken in holes for eyes, must have been blind. I let a ragged breath escape my lips, relieved that I had a major advantage over this thing. But the second my breath left my lips, the thing's head snapped up to my exact location, and without a beat, it bent down on its misshapen legs and launched itself at me. By a mere second, I managed to roll over on the bed and hit the floor. I didn't waste another moment and began running, heading straight into my living room. The thing was right behind me, chasing me without so much of a hint of hesitation. It barreled through everything in my house, knocking over my coffee table and a lamp in its desperation to catch me. I sprinted to my front door, which of course was closed now. I snatched my car keys from a hook nearby and heaved the door open. I made it outside onto my porch and I went to slam the door shut to delay the thing but its engorged foot stopped the door right before it could close. Two clawed hands appeared on the side of the door clutching the metal frame. Desperately, I still attempted to close the door when I felt the true strength of this thing as it began pushing the door back open. It was way stronger than me easily opening the door back up despite my opposing force. Quickly, I decided that it was a lost cause. Abandoning it, I dashed to my car. Then, I began driving, and didn't stop until I was a few hours out of town. The fear in my spine didn't lessen until I stopped by a motel and bought a room for the night. Even now, as I sit in this motel, typing away into this website, I pray that someone here knows what to do. I've concluded that the thing must have been living in my house all that time. Maybe in my guest room, maybe in my backyard, or maybe even squeezing itself under my bed while I slept. But it must have been looking for me, and each door it left open was its attempt to locate me. The only reason it never found me until now was due to its blindness. It had to be. Otherwise, I would be dead now the first night it was in my bedroom, I don't know if that thing is following me, or if it can. I don't know that when I do manage to go to sleep, if I'll wake up to it standing before me, my motel door wide open. I don't know. And that is what scares me the most. You know, I always thought I'd be a film composer when I, when I got older. It looked difficult, but it looked possible. This is Disney's Four Scores, a podcast that takes you inside the world of composers like Randy Newman of the Toy Story films. Subscribe today.